Welcome to the Every Nation New Jersey podcast. Every Nation is a Bible-believing, multi-ethnic, non-denominational church hoping to transform the world one life at a time. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Hey, good morning, Every Nation New Jersey. God bless you. PA here, Pastor Adam Burt, and I'm so excited that you would spend your Sunday morning here with us at Every Nation New Jersey. And uh, I hope it's not too late, but I want to wish you a a happy Thanksgiving. I still think uh, that's probably appropriate for uh, today. But um, listen, um, but now we're legal. We're into the Christmas season, Advent. And so what we're going to do is we're going to push pause on our beautiful mess series, uh, our journey through the book of 1 Corinthians. And and we're going to, we'll pick that back up uh, in 2023. Uh, And what we're going to do, we're going to begin a new series we're calling uh, the the Songs of Christmas. And what I thought we could do is we could unpack uh, some iconic and historic uh, Christmas carols and then really start to to feel and sense uh, the depth, like what's underneath it all. And so so this week, uh, we're going to kick it off with joy uh, to the world. And so um, I think you would agree with me with this, that Christmas, it really is like a unique season um, uh, in our world. Like, uh, I, I love this quote I stumbled upon. I don't know who it's from, so maybe I'll claim it, all right? But, but, uh, but someone said this, Christmas is the delightful disruption of the way things usually go. That Christmas is the delightful disruption of the way things usually go. And, and if you pay attention, I think you would agree with me. Like, like, um, like we, we're going to do some very odd and strange things. Like, uh, in, in probably about a week, uh, I'm gonna go to Home Depot and I'm gonna drop between 50 and 150 bucks for a dead tree, and I'm gonna drag that thing into my home and, and put it in uh, my house. All right, that's a little bit weird. Uh, in fact, my I have three male dogs, so I'm I'm also risking a lot too there. But uh, um, I'll, I'll give you another one. Um, do you know like uh, for this Christmas season that that you and I we're gonna eat and drink things we would never think of eating and drinking. Uh, like, for example, like eggnog. Like, no one's in July going, mm, you know what sounds good? Eggnog. And for the record, what is eggnog even, okay? Um, and, and here's something I know you've never done. Like, it's time for dessert. And you know what you said? You said, you know what sounds good? Fruitcake. <laughs> you just you just never done that before, and so uh, and and listen, we'll, we're gonna like just uh, lay our diets aside for the next uh, month or so, and so uh, normally, man, my, my daughter makes a pumpkin bread, and I'm just like you know just maybe have a bite or a slice, and man, I will smash the whole thing back, but who cares because it's Christmas time, right? And so um, uh, I, I would say this as well: um, for the next month or so, we're we're gonna watch and listen to stuff. We would never listen to, like, like I don't know, but it's full bore, man. Christmas carols uh, uh, in my car stereo at home. Do you know when I go into a store now, and if they don't have Christmas music playing, I'm offended. I'm like, what's the matter with you? Hey, Ebenezer Scrooge, put some Christmas music on, man. Uh, but you know what? In July, I'm not listening to Christmas music. And in fact, I'll do one more. Even what we watch on TV is is there's going to be a slight shift. Because this may or may not have already happened in my home, but uh, we are going to watch 
the Hallmark Channel, right? Um, the, the worst actors you've ever seen. Uh, the, the script looked like it was written by a seven-year-old. And you know what? I'm going to cry uh, through each and every one of them and just love it, all right? And so uh, it's weird. And then uh, to put the cherry on top of this, if I haven't beat this horse sufficiently, you know, uh, my wife says that I'm cheap. I prefer the word frugal. Um, but you know what happens about this time every year? Um, despite my, the fact that my, my family doesn't really need anything, but I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to spend a, like a stupid amount of money uh, to, to get gifts uh, like clothes and shoes uh, for my wife and my daughters, things they, they don't need, all right? And you know what? I'm going to love it until the credit card bill comes in. Then I'm not going to be so happy about it, all right? But so, so we can see that there's something unique about this season. And, and if we could just pull back... All the commercialism, all the consumerism, if you peel all that trash back, there's something very spiritual, something deep that touches the human soul. Like these ideas of peace on earth, goodwill to men, and what we'll talk about today, joy to the world. Like there's something deep in our hearts that it resonates, and we're like, yes, and amen to that. And so... Um, uh, uh, Christmas Day, um, do you know that, that on, on Christmas Day, if I can take you there, if maybe you felt this with me, is um, once the last present is opened, and you know, as the sun begins to set on Christmas Day, you know what many of us will feel? We'll feel this sense of sorrow. It's like, wow, it's over. Is that it? We've even have a word for it. We just called it the Christmas blues. See, because it, it feels like we were made uh, for Christmas. Um, and what I believe is this. Christmas is a taste of what life is supposed to be. It's a taste of heaven on earth. So um, there's a woman, I, I believe you've heard of her. Her name is Debbie Fields. Uh, if not, this will help you. If you've ever been to a food court or, or an uh, airport, uh, she, she's probably sucked you into dropping like 20, 30 bucks uh, on Mrs. Fields cookies. <laughs> Do you remember her? Man, the white chocolate macadamia nut, glory to God. And, uh, but, but you know, Debbie Fields, her story is, see, she believed uh, that, that people would love soft cookies. And at that time in 1977, there was, there was no such thing, man. It was all just hard cookies, hard, crunchy cookies, right? And so the experts said there'd be, there'd be no uh, field uh, to have uh, Mrs. Fields cookies. Uh, but she uh, was going to prove them all wrong. She opened a store in Palo Alto, California, and, and you know what? Nobody came. Nobody came to buy her cookies. And so she's struggling with, man, were the experts right? Were they, you know, the, is there no, no taste for these soft, chewy, delicious cookies? And, but you know what Mrs. Fields did? She went out to the streets and she had these little appetizer, little, little tastes of her soft, chewy, delicious cookies. And once they tasted it, they were hooked. And then she would tell them this, if you want the rest of the cookie, if you want the big one, uh, then you got to come uh, to my store. Follow me, right? And, and you know, in a very real way that Jesus, Jesus, like Mrs. Fields, went to the out on the street, um, that Jesus, he came down from heaven. He came to us to give us this taste, this foretaste. And he says this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He says, come and follow me. And, and as we follow Jesus, he's leading us to life 
and life abundant. And so um, I, I truly believe this with all my heart, that the fundamental posture uh, of the human heart is that of joy. It's that of joy, because here's what I know. The scriptures tell us that, that you and I were created for God, to walk with God. And the psalmist says this in Psalm 16, he says, in God's presence, there's full joy. There's fullness of joy. And so maximum joy is found in God's presence. And so that is what we've been designed for, to walk in maximum joy. And so uh, that's why today we're going we're gonna to look into uh, the, the iconic Christmas carol, joy to the world. Did you know it's the most published Christmas hymn uh, in all of North America? And so it, it's, this, this thing is, is a, a famous one. And it was actually written uh, by a, a man by the name of Isaac Watts. And kind of funny backstory, Isaac Watts, as a, as a young boy, you know, a 15, 16-year-old kid, he, he, he went to church with, it, with his family and his father and and then when he left, Isaac Watts was very outspoken and he's just like, hey, these hymns that we sing at church are horrible, right? And all God's people said, amen. <laughs> and so his dad says, well, if you think you can do better, then you do it. And I, young Isaac Watts went to his room and he penned a hymn. His father was so blown away with how great it was that he took it to the pastor of their church and they sang it that night uh, in church. See, they had tapped into this gift uh, in, in Isaac Watts, that he was this prolific hymn writer. In fact, he would write over 600 hymns, and one of those hymns are this, the one that we all know and we're going to look at today, Joy to the World. You know, when, when Watts was writing this, he actually wasn't even writing about the first Christmas, like little baby uh, in a manger. Uh, he actually was writing about the last Christmas, See, what, what uh, Joy to the World was is actually a hymn about Psalm 98. It's his interpretation of that psalm. And Psalm 98 is about the end of the world, when Messiah returns and he makes everything new again, right? And so let me read it for you. Psalm 98, it, it reads like this. The psalmist says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. And, and how many agree with me that, that humanity... They're tired of this song of sorrow and sin and death. It's trying to, time to change that tune, man, to a, to a, psalm, to a song of worship, of joy uh, unspeakable and unending. And uh, the psalmist goes on and he says, uh, For he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered the steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. All the earth break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre and with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands and let the hills sing for joy together and heaven and nature sing and heaven and nature sing. Did you catch that? Verse nine, before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples uh, with equity. So we see that Psalm 98, that joy to the world is, is Isaac Watts' uh, interpretation of Psalm 98, the last Christmas. And you know, as, as I, I read this, 
You know, um, the psalm about when, when Jesus returns and he cracks open the sky. Like, like have you ever been, uh, like there's things you believe, but when they actually happen, they actually surprise you? Like I, I remember one time I had this, uh, I had a ruptured bursa sac in my elbow and it was really swollen way out and it was, it was amazing. I, w- I was ministering to someone at church and, and, and this, this um, woman in our church came over. She laid hands on my elbow and prayed and, and when she was finished, my, my, my elbow was healed. Like, like the, it had shrunk back to its normal size. And I remember freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just got healed. And I'm like, I shouldn't have been that excited uh, that, that God did something, that, that prayer can heal people and, because I'm the pastor. Uh, but I, I just was. And imagine the time when, when we hear the last trumpet sound and, and all of creation will stand still in that moment. And if you can remember, man, just that every hair on the back of your neck will be standing up as we see that, man, the, the skies rip open uh, and Jesus, uh, he returns, right? Um, man, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king, right? And it's so it's, it's the last Christmas and it is Psalm 98. Uh, let me read, like, how about this, this verse that it's always fascinated me. Uh, it's, it's in heaven and nature sing. When, when you pay attention, do you know that in Genesis chapter one, we get the creation story. And remember, it's like, it says this, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. Uh, I love it. Uh, the, uh, the composer, Leonard Bernstein, a Jewish man, he says um, that, that that in the Hebrew, it, it could be uh, read more succinctly like this. Uh, it says, and God sang, let there be light. Like there is this song at creation. It was a three-part harmony with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And, and as they begin to sing, man, that, that things begin to get, like beauty was formed, creation was made, that the colors uh, and the lights were popping as God was creating everything through this epic three-part harmony. And have you ever found like, uh, like this weird phenomenon? Like when you like a song, isn't it crazy how you can't help but you're compelled to sing along with it? And you know what? During this, this, this epic creative song between the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, heaven and nature would join in. Like, like the heavens uh, join in as the angels began to sing at the creation. Do you know Job 38 verse 7 says this, that at creation says this, while the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. Like as God thundered away and created, the angels were shouting for joy. They're like, oh my gosh, no way that just happened. And and then creation, nature starts to join in the song uh, of creation between the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Like nature starts to sing. In fact, in in Psalm 150, verse 6, it's the last psalm and the last verse of the last psalm. And it says this, let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. It's the Bible's way of saying that all creation is joining in with this song of celebration and worshiping this great creative God. And here's what's so amazing. Like, do you know, even like at the atomic level, that that nature is is praising God? Do you know that the the outer shell uh, uh, on the molecular structure of an atom 
you know, it, it vibrates and it makes this, this chant that it, it sounds actually like a, a Gregorian chant. It's worshiping the Lord, that, that, that wildlife as the birds are singing and the lions roar, man, and the wolf howls, it's singing praises to our God. That even below the sea, man, you get this symphony of, of infrasonic sound between the, the mollusks, like, like crying out praises to God in harmony. That, that we get the whales and the dolphins and the porpoise as they're, they're, they're sending out these, these little cracks and these pulsating sounds underneath the sea. And in so doing, they're praising and worshiping God. Or in other words, let heaven and nature sing, right? And nature is singing a simple lyric, and that lyric is this, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah means to God be the highest praise. But unfortunately, um, do you know Genesis 3 would happen? Genesis 3, in Genesis 3, the music was about to stop, and humanity, heaven and nature, were going to sing a very different lyric. So I, I remember, uh, like, like Christmas is a big deal in my, my home, and my, my oldest daughter, Cassie, like she gets so geeked up and right into it. And we have this tradition where, where Cassie and I, we, we just pick a day out, we take the day off, and, and, we, and we, uh, we go out to breakfast, and then we're, we're going to go cruise the mall and, and shop uh, for my wife, Susan. And so she's, man, Cassie's the one who helps me buy the good gift, right? And, and so we get geek, We just do it all up, man. And we listen to the Christmas tunes in the car. And I remember this one particular time where we're headed to go off to this breakfast. And, man, our hearts are filled with anticipation. And, and we're listening to Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, right? And we're just bumping in the car as we're driving. And as we're driving, filled with joy and anticipation, suddenly, the car in front of me locks up its brakes. They turn the car across the road. And what happened is a deer ran across the road. And this car in front of us smokes this deer. Boom. And they're laying in the middle of the road, throbbing in pain, is Rudolph. And my, my, my daughter, she's like, oh, daddy, I don't want to see it. Right? And we're, we're watching this poor creature die. And, and then, the, so see, at that moment, all the joy, all the music stopped. And we couldn't get that horrific picture uh, out of our mind. It kind of wrecked our day of Christmas shopping. And you know, the very same way that Adam and Eve rebel against God and the music stopped and the lyric changed. Like, like Adam and Eve were kicked out of Eden. Now the world was pressed by sin. Paul would say in Romans chapter 8 that, that the creation, it groans, feeling the weight of sin on it. And now... Um, our lyric changes from hallelujah to hosanna. Hosanna means this, come, Lord, save. Come, Lord, save us from the weight of sin and brokenness. And then the, the rest of your Old Testament is nothing but the promise of a Savior who is going to come. Like, like in Genesis 3, that he was called, uh, the Savior was called the seed of the woman that would come and crush the serpent's head. That in Genesis 12, he's called the seed of Abraham through whom the whole world would be blessed. He's also known as the son of David, whose kingdom would never, ever end. And then we get Isaiah. Isaiah calls him wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and the prince of peace. And so from, from your Old Testament, the last book of your Old Testament is the book of Malachi to the first book 
of the New Testament, which is Matthew. Do you know that represents 400 years of silence? There was no singing. There was no prophecy. Man, there was just the silent waiting for a Savior. Like, like is, isn't waiting just the hardest thing to do? Like, can I take you back? Remember when you were a little kid? You remember like, like you were waiting for Christmas to come. And it was just never going to get here until it, be, it was Christmas Eve. And then you just had all this angst, like you wanted to fall asleep right away. So Christmas would be here and you're trying to make yourself sleep, which for the record is impossible. But somehow, some way, you did doze off and then boom, it was here. Christmas was there. And in the same way as, as for 400 years of waiting, uh, suddenly, boom, the, the silence was shattered uh, as a, the, with the scream of a baby born in a manger in Bethlehem. And with the cry of that baby, the heavens cracked open. And it says the angels, the heavenly host, they got their song back, man. And they began to sing, cry out, glory to God in the highest. Or in other words, hallelujah, hallelujah. And then uh, Jesus, he lives the perfect life. And and do you recall what happens on his triumphal entry into Jerusalem? Do you remember the song that the people were singing? They were singing this, Hosanna, Hosanna to the King. Or in other words, come, Lord, save. Come, Lord, save. And the Pharisees are like, you better tell them to quiet down. And do you remember what Jesus says? Hey, if they stop singing, the the rocks are going to cry out. Or in other words, heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, right? And Jesus, he goes to the cross. On the third day, he rises again. And you know, he did all that to give us a very, very special gift. Like, do you know, at the cross, Jesus, he was paying the penalty for sin. He was paying the penalty for our sin. And I guess I'll illustrate it this way is, you know, uh, uh, my wife and I, we, we owned a, uh, a, a little SUV, an Acura MDX. And so we bought the thing used, and this thing was a tank. And it was a good thing it was a tank because, you know, uh, I, I was hitting it five times. Like, I, it just seemed like it was, had a big bullseye on it because I just kept getting hit. It. I remember one time I got T-boned and the airbags went off. And, man, I just thought, oh, so that's what it's like when the airbags go off. <laughs> and so uh, I, I got on a first-name basis with our collision guy because he's had to fix the car so many times. Uh, so after the fourth time the car was hit and repaired, you know, I'm driving. And now that the car is looking good. And I, I remember I, I went to pick up some pastors in LaGuardia. And as I'm driving them back into Manhattan, I, I drop them off, uh, uh, you know, whatever, on 6th Ave. And, and so the guy in the back seat, he opens the back door into oncoming traffic. And a cab hits the door, wraps the door of my car uh, around the fr- to the front of my car. And I'm like, have you ever been just so upset that you just couldn't be polite? I'm like, oh my gosh, just get out of my car. And so I had to bend the door back. Uh, long story short, uh, went and got an estimate. Uh, it was going to be five grand to have it fixed. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh my goodness. And so uh, I, I meet the pastor a couple days later and he's like, bro, I'm so sorry. He says, what can I do to make it right? And I'm like, well, you could give me five grand to get it fixed. And he's like, I don't have five grand. <laughs> I'm like, then there's nothing you can do to help me, bro. And, and you know, that's kind of our story. That, that you and I have sinned against God, that, that we owe this debt that we could never pay. Like you can't be good enough. And, and for the record, the Bible would say this, that our good works, they're like filthy rags. 
And so we have nothing to pay back God with. And so Jesus says, I'll pay the bill. I'll pay the bill to repair you and reconcile you back to my Father. Do you remember Jesus' last words on the cross? They were, it is finished. It's the word tete leste uh, in the Greek. It means this, paid in full. Paid in full. That Christ went to the cross to pay the penalty for your sin and mine. And he paid it in full. And, and not only that, but Jesus' life, death, burial, and resurrection, uh, it, it also breaks the power of sin. It, it breaks sin's power from off our life. Like, like the, the term sin, it's like it, it's an archery term. And, and it means to miss the mark. And so, that, that you know, that God was designed to be the bullseye of your life, to be the very center of your heart. And to not have him be center is to miss the mark. And so we put all these other ridiculous things in our life and they become idols and it's, it's sin against God because God and God alone is to be in the center of our heart. And so uh, uh, several Christmases back, you know, uh, 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 my wife and I and a, and a couple friends, uh, we got tickets to go see A Christmas Story. So you, you've all seen that. Remember, uh, like, believe me, it's going to be on 10,000 times uh, this Christmas as well. But it's, it's uh, uh, Ralphie and the, the Red Rider BB gun. You remember that, that TV show? Well, they, they made it into a Broadway play. And in fact, um, uh, a, a young man by the name of Justin Paul, he wrote the musical score to it. Uh, I married he and his wife, Asher. Uh, he also wrote the musical scores to Dear Evan Hansen and, and to The Greatest Showman. And, and so uh, Justin, uh, he got me uh, four tickets uh, for the musical. And, and just for the record, if you think I'm bragging about that, I'm not bragging. I'm name dropping. It's much different, okay? <laughs> and so, so Justin hooked us up with some tickets and we're driving into Manhattan and we're going to just plan this beautiful night where we'll go to the Broadway play and then we'll go to dinner and da-da-da. Well, traffic is insane. So tunnel traffic, and it's just getting worse and worse. And you know, during Christmas in Manhattan, the the population just swells, and there's there's no parking. So I'm like, we're gonna miss the play. So I I, I drop my crew off at the door, and I'm like, I'll go find some place, pray. <laughs> and and if you think praying for a, a parking spot is ridiculous, you've never lived in Manhattan. So uh, so I'm driving around and finally find a garage that'll take our car, and I pull the thing in, park it, and then I run to the play. And, uh, and so it's like, it's like cold outside, but then when you get into the theater, it is piping hot in this place. So I take off my heavy coat and I'm trying to get to our seats. And as I'm getting over to our seats, I, my, my coat got stuck on a, a, a chair. And so I'm tugging on it, pulling on it. And turns out it wasn't a chair it was stuck on. It was stuck on a little girl's pigtail. And I'm pouring this poor little girl's hair. And uh, her, her daddy got up and wanted to fight me. And I don't blame him. I would have wanted to fight me too. And so I'm like, I'm so sorry, little girl. And, but I made it to the seat and watched the play, and it was spectacular. Like the music and the pageant, it was, it was amazing. Uh, but, you know, the musical play, it, it, it actually uh, has a little twist at the end that you won't find uh, on the, the TV version. And here's what it is, is they show a grown-up, Ralphie, and he says how this was the greatest Christmas ever. And it wasn't because he got his Red Ryder BB gun, but he says this, it was because I got it from my father. See, it, it, it made sense to Ralphie in that moment. He got it. That the gun, it wasn't the greatest gift, but it was his father. And when you become born again, do you know that you're spiritually, you come alive to God, your heavenly father. 
And then you realize all the trinkets and toys and the dumb things that we put at the center of our heart, um, they just don't satisfy because you were made for relationship with God. God becomes the bullseye of your life and sin's power is broken. And here's the greatest news ever, that, that Jesus came not only to pay the penalty for sin and uh, to break sin's power, but one day he's coming back and he's going to remove the presence of sin from the universe. And that's going to be the last Christmas, right? And so in the last Christmas, the return of Jesus Christ, uh, we're going to learn a new song with a new lyric. You know, um, it's funny, uh, many practicing Jews say that Psalm 98, the psalm we read, that at the end of time, that's going to be the last psalm uh, ever sung. Uh, it's going to be our joy to the world. But once Jesus returns, he's going to put a new song in our mouth. And if I could read that for you, Revelation chapter 5, verse 13, uh, it says this, And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. Amen. Merry Christmas, every nation, New Jersey. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time that we could gather together uh, this morning, Lord. Lord, thank you, Jesus, for all you purchased for us at Calvary's cross. And Lord, I want to pray for those listening here uh, this morning, God, that, that maybe don't know you. Lord, that, that they don't know you as their heavenly father. And Lord, I, I pray right now, God, that, that right now, God, that you would, you would come into their heart. For those of you that would have the boldness and the courage to ask, Jesus, come into my life, be my Lord and be my Savior. We pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen, every nation. Well, listen, uh, man, God loves you and has a great plan for your life. And while the, the sermon's over, we're not quite finished. Can I just remind you that you can be faithful in your tithing and your giving, um, that, that if every nation in New Jersey is your church, we believe in the tithe. The tithe simply means a tenth. Uh, of all that we take in, we give back uh, to Jesus. Uh, as a form of worship, and we trust that God, His promise is to care for us exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. And so there's three ways that you can give digitally. Uh, you can uh, uh, give, you can go to our website, encnj.org, and just hit the giving icon. Uh, or uh, you can give via push pay, uh, via text. If you just text the letters ENCNJ to the number 77977, it's a very convenient way to give. Or you can mail in your check or money order right here to our church offices at 101 Gibraltar Drive, right here in Morris Plains, New Jersey. And may God richly bless you as you give. Merry Christmas, Every Nation, New Jersey. Thanks for listening to the Every Nation, New Jersey podcast. For more information on our church, or if you'd like to give a financial gift, just go to our website, emcnj.org.